food, family, community, gardening, whatever. We call it sidecar. If it has to do with the rituals around food and holidays, making food or taking at places, or remembering what we were eating during important times in our lives, we'll talk about it here. I am your host and bestie, Jen Coleslaw, coming to you from the soulless suburbs of Northern Virginia. Hello, my friends. And no, it is not snowing here. I wish I could tell you that the snow was falling so gently on everything outside, laying a light blanket, muffling sound but reflecting light with every crystalline flake, but it is not, and that has put me in a mood, so forewarned is forearmed. It has been, what, two and a half, three weeks since I recorded a podcast because I have had nothing good to say. I haven't done anything for the holidays. There is no Christmas tree, no presents wrapped under it. I didn't decorate anything, I baked no cookies, I made no fudge or pralines or sent any Christmas cards. It seems every year I do less and less, and every year I am more laid low by this truth, and I don't know if it's because I just keep losing people and pets, and there aren't opportunities to say goodbye, and you know, I have talked about how important it is for there to be funerals so people can have closure, and people aren't having funerals anymore. And I need the closure. Please promise me that if I get run over by a train or eaten by a shark, you'll have a funeral for me. I mean, not for me, but for the people who might be sad that I'm gone. Anyway, I know that this podcast is the one that's supposed to be the lighter and funner one and not sad, but man, it is hard to find things to feel good about these days, and I keep trying. I have all of these friends and folks, you all, who check in with me, and I honestly don't know where I'd be without you, but it gets harder and harder to have productive days, and I cannot seem to shake the melancholia off me. Every year for the last maybe 15 years, I've made these goofy calendars with snapfish or shutterfly using photographs that I've taken over the course of the year. Usually there's one of just the animals, and then there's one of whatever travels I've taken, plus pictures of the garden or the farmer's market, or whatever strikes me as beautiful or whimsical. And this year, when I sat down to make calendars, I realized I had nothing to show for the year. I went nowhere. I didn't have much of a garden. I mean, maybe I could make a calendar of the three new pets, but even within the new cohort, cohort this There's this underlying current of unease and anxiety in the house with the murder kitten and sister Helen still being bullies to the new cats. And while the fighting and the howling has stopped, which is nice, the actual gatekeeping of the places the other cats need to go, like their litter boxes or to their water dish, continues. And without 
being completely indelicate, let's just say there's no place in the house where someone hasn't either pooped or peed because there's some hired killer cat that won't let them out of the dining room or into the basement or out of the bathroom on the second floor, whatever. So what is the point of putting up a tree or stockings or decorations or baking cookies when there's no safe place from feline strife? I keep hoping that the cats will just self-regulate and get over it. And I don't think it will happen. And I'm going to have to figure out who goes and who stays. And then I'm going to have to live with that decision. And, and that breaks my heart. And of course, the gift of Thanksgiving COVID for almost three weeks didn't do us any favors here either. This feels like a lost year in many ways, which is so strange because it wasn't the lockdown COVID year or the year I had cancer. This year was so much harder and sadder and longer and uglier and emptier than the others. And I have a real fear of what 2024 is going to look like for all of us. But here's the thing. I know I accomplished things. I learned how to tie-dye, and I loved it. Ben and I had a great time doing that. We got the pressure canner out, the new electric one, and we made chicken soup that was totally edible. And I really upped my Animal Hospital social media game. I really think I could make that into a job. I got much better at staying on top of the things that I needed to do by making lists and then crossing things off of those lists, and I think that's a good thing. My work work could not have been better this year, to be honest. I mean, it's always a challenge, but I have two great people I work with, and my best pal in the whole world came back to Virginia, and while he works for another organization, and he runs it now, thank you very much, we get to work together all the time, and I love that for us. We found Rufus Russo Rojas, Tennis Ball is Life, and we became a golden retriever, a golden ratio adjacent cousin, and we got him through heartworm treatment. And Blueberry and Laddie Marmalade joined the household, and those cats are so sweet and goofy, and I love them so much. And I discovered those little bunt cake cupcakes, and I love those. And I get them for myself whenever I want, not even when I think I somehow deserve them. I made lots and lots of new friends, and I strengthened friendships I already had, and I created content that people seemed to like. And again, all good stuff, all stuff that is keeping my head above the waterline, I guess. And maybe that's all I or any of us can really do right now. Maybe the key is to just remind ourselves of the good things, acknowledge that not everything is great all of the time, but don't discount the good stuff. The good stuff, they're like, balloons that keep us afloat. And it's so important to make sure those balloon ties, the strings, the balloon ribbons, whatever it is, that they're tight around your wrist. And be okay with letting go of the things that are not balloons, the things that are pulling you down below the waves. Anywho, if we hadn't had a house of quarantine with all of the Christmas stuff downstairs in the COVID ward for the last three weeks, I probably would have done a nice Christmas tree with teeny white lights and the Christmas tree skirt that belonged to Ben's grandma that has cat appliques all over it and decorated it with all the ornaments that I've been collecting since I was a kid. And I would have put our stockings up and mine would have been hanging from my Doctor Who TARDIS stocking hanger. And I would have gone out and gotten a special stocking for Rufus 
and filled it with tennis balls because he sure loves tennis balls. And I'd have nine inflatables out in the yard instead of just the three new ones that happened to be on the first floor and not in the COVID ward. And I would have made several different kinds of cookies. I probably would have started with gingerbread and date nut snowballs and almond butter balls and pralines and peanut butter fudge and spritz cookies. And maybe I would have tried out a few new recipes. And I would have boxed up all kinds of surprises and put them in the mail to people. And to my Patreons who are anticipating treasure boxes, those are still happening, but I have to get Kath to tell me where she put all the treasures. You know, I never should have let her leave. And I would have accepted every holiday party invitation and showed up with an awesome hostess gift. And I would have sent Christmas cards, and not just to people who sent them to me, but to everyone I have an address for. And there'd be surprises in the mailbox for the mail carriers, and I'd bring a big cookie tray to the UPS store because they're so nice to me there. They call me Miss Coleslaw. And to the animal hospital and to everyone at my job job. But none of that happened this year. In fact, one of the things Facebook does is remind me of how many things I miss these days. It has been seven years since I made Christmas cookies. December 2016 was the last time. I can't believe that I let Donald Trump have so much power over me, but he has really ruined so many lives and will keep ruining them if we let him. I keep buying the sugar and the butter and the flour and the sprinkles and the cookie cutters, though. I have all the tools to do all the things that are important to me, but I am missing some essential piece. Is it obligation? Is it compulsion? Is it joy? Is it that the people who I did these things for my dad, Gordy, my stepfather, the roaches, they're all gone now. Erica and Uncle Pete. Is it the lack of snow and wintry weather? I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to know. I'd like to know how to fix it. I miss that person who made an absolutely delightful horror show out of the kitchen making cookies and fudge and teeny loaves of banana bread to give as gifts. Suffice it to say, I hope your holidays are going better than mine. But let's do some food holidays, though, because that always makes us laugh. And I have a plan for next year. I'm making my own goddamn food calendar. And it's going to feature some of the standard food holidays from the calendars that I already consult. But I'm also going to make some shit up, and I'm going to honor some of my besties by giving them some days. For example, you may have seen that I have named December Coconut Month, and December 16th is International Coconut Day in honor of Genji, who is a coconut hound. So Patreons, be thinking about which day you'd like and what food or cocktail you'd like on that day for the new calendar. And I have some other fun things planned for the podcast. I signed up for something called the Pastry Project, which is a, a monthly subscription that sends me non-perishable ingredients, which I probably don't need, but I'm, I'm going to take them because I probably need the structure, and a recipe for a pastry treat each month to bake. If you'd like to do it with me, it'll be fun. The Pastry Project is a woman-owned organization out of Seattle that gives folks who have had barriers to unemployment job skills via free baking and pastry arts training. 
And then they have these relationships with other bakeries and supermarkets and restaurants and coffee shops to hire those folks who have gone through the training program. And they're funded by these pastry kit subscriptions, which is $35 a month. And so it seems like a great thing. And it is my New Year's gift to myself. So those are two things to look forward to in the next year. Okay? Okay. Food holidays for mid-December through Christmas. Let's hope I can eke out another podcast before the end of the year to remind us of the epic rabbit, rabbit, rabbits and talk about the food holidays for January. So today is Tuesday. December 19th, and it is, unironically enough, National Hard Candy Day. And of course, it is because I ordered $170 worth of candy canes for work gifts and stocking stuffers, and now they are not going to get to me in time for Christmas, which is what set me off this morning. <clears throat> it's also Oatmeal Muffin Day, which just does not sound very appealing to me. It sounds dry. But back to hard candy. I love hard candy. I love butterscotch candies. I like cinnamon hard candy. I like lemon drops and sour balls. Do you remember sour balls? I don't know if you remember those sweet storybooks, which were boxes of lifesavers. I think maybe there was probably four or five packs of lifesavers on each side of the storybook that opened up, and it looked like a Christmas book. Those were the best grab bag gifts in grammar school. I am hard pressed to think of a hard candy flavor that I don't like, to be honest. Okay, so on Wednesday, the 20th of December, it's fried shrimp day, which gross, no thank you. My cats don't even like shrimp, so whatever. It's also sangria day, but isn't that more of a summer thing? See, this is why we're making our own calendar. I'm going to make December 20th, Sweet Storybook Day, because I think they still make them. And if they don't make them, then it's going to be Almond Butterball Day, which is a cookie that I love to make. They are an excellent breakfast cookie. I will put the recipe for it in the Patreon recipe box. Okay, so Thursday, the 21st, is National Hamburger Day. Okay, I can get behind that. I like hamburgers, although, again, it seems like hamburgers really could probably be a different time of the year. Um, so maybe we'll move that. Or um, maybe hamburgers can have a few days during the year. Maybe there's a patty melt one day, a cheeseburger one day, etc. Anyway, it's also Coquito Day. And I've never had Coquito, and I might not like it, but I'd like to try it. It's a Puerto Rican specialty that is made around Christmas time, and you use milk and cream of coconut and Puerto Rican rum, and it's kind of like eggnog. And I think what I like the most about it is that it seems like it's one of those things that is very family and friends oriented. Like you, like every family has their own recipe, and you make it when people come over, and you know, it, it just seems like one of those things that is all about friends and family. And you know that I get behind that in a big way. Thursday is also the winter solstice. And I've been thinking a lot about the solstice lately because in one of my playlists, Joni Mitchell's River popped up and I was in the car and it played and I, I had to pull over and cry uh, just thinking about the lyrics. I wish I had a river 
I could skate away on. I wish I had a river so long. I would teach my feet to fly. Growing up, I spent a lot of time skating on rivers and ponds. You know, I, I grew up in the country, and in, in my where I played was the woods, and so many days after school until dark and, and on all weekends, and sometimes one of the parents would build and tend a small fire for us so we could stay out even later. And there was a big pond on Tanamaranum Road, which is where the roaches and the renaissance lived. And the whole pond would freeze over solid. It wasn't super deep. It wasn't a swimming pond. And we would skate away on it all winter. And we'd put miles, miles on our legs with our ice skates. And at Beaver Lake, where my grandparents lived, we could skate all the way across the lake to the other side, past all the old ice fishing guys and their cold hands around their cold beers. And I never got tired. Skating is like swimming for me. I can just keep going, going further and further away going all the way around the lake and back again. There were a few years it was so cold, I could skate all the way up the Eight Mile River to my grammar school. But I haven't skated in so long. I haven't even seen a frozen pond in years. I wish I had a river so long I could teach my feet to fly. Maybe that's what's missing. Friday, the 22nd, is Dayton Upbread, which I think is a very holiday-appropriate food item, although I actually prefer cranberry orange bread. But I have a great date nut cookie recipe from my childhood that is delicious. It's a snowball-shaped like the almond butterballs, but it's chewier because I use pecans and, of course, dates. And it's also Cookie Exchange Day, but on my calendar... Um, all of December is going to be Cookie Exchange Day. Why do we all have to live so far away from each other? It'd be so much fun to have a 300-person cookie exchange. Like we could fill a, a gymnasium and you could just get, grab a plate and go down all these six-foot tables and just load up your plate with cookies that we all make for each other. That would be so cool. But you know what? The mailing logistics of that is just no thanks. That's that's why I wish we all lived closer. That's one of the reasons why I wish we all lived closer. Saturday the 23rd is Pfeffernus Day, which is a German cookie that's kind of like gingerbread, but not really. I mean, it looks like gingerbread, but the truth is it's it's like looks like it's made out of every single baking spice in your cabinet and then dipped in powdered sugar. I find them to be kind of dry. They are not a cookie that you can eat, well, that I can eat like a whole box of. Like they're a, they're what I would call an occasional cookie. Um, but I bet they're very good with Gluvine. And speaking of Gluvine, back in 2015, Ben and I went to Bulgaria for a work trip. And after he was done with this conference he had to do, we flew to Frankfurt and rented a car, and we drove around Germany and Austria and Switzerland and Liechtenstein and France, and hitting up all the Christmas markets. And man, that was one of the best vacations ever. 
I really wish we had that culture of Christmas markets here in the U.S. It was so beautiful. Almost everything was handmade. The food was so good. And I even loved the glue vine. I like the white glue vine because it was had a real anise flavor. And I collected a whole bunch of the Christmas mugs. And I had the best hot dog of my life in Innsbruck. And I still think about it. I mean, it's been eight years. I'm still thinking about that hot dog. I'd love to go back and do another week of those Chris Crindle marks. Did you know that there are 3,000 of them in Germany alone? 3,000! We should definitely go. Okay, so Sunday is Christmas Eve, and oddly, there aren't a lot of food holidays, so I think we're going to have to make some. So it's going to be Beef Wellington Day and definitely Feast of Seven Fishes Day, which I think is weird that neither one of those are on the calendar. So we're going to put those on. It's also officially Eggnog Day, which is fine. Um, I'm not a fan, but that's okay. That's, other people can drink it. And let's add a sweet treat. Let's make it uh, Bouche de Noel Day, which, if you didn't know, is a cake that is shaped like a log. And all the best ones have little meringue mushrooms. Ben and I usually go to church on Christmas Eve for the carol service because it's the one thing I like about church is making a joyful noise. And then we usually have casual Christmas Eve dinner. Um, I, my suggestion was that we have pulled pork and his awesome coleslaw. He, Unironically, he makes the best coleslaw and maybe biscuits this year, but I'm not really sure what the plan is. I'm trying not to plan everything. Monday is Christmas Day, and the first thing I am adding to the calendar is cinnamon rolls. You know, regular ones with cream cheese frosting and the orange ones from the pop-up can. I love those so much. I'm also going to add in chocolate cream pie because that is always what my father brought to our Christmas meal um, that we would have later in the day, our family dinner. Both calendars say it is pumpkin pie day, and honestly, that's not a Christmas pie. That's a Thanksgiving pie. And so while I will pass that information on to you, I don't really accept it. I think there are better pies, like chocolate cream pie, uh, but we can also add in some of our own dessert traditions. I am willing to meet the calendar halfway and go with maybe pumpkin cheesecake. But for actual meal, I feel like we need some real food here, and I'm willing to take some suggestions. So why don't you tell me what you all are having for Christmas dinner? Tuesday, the 26th, is Candy Cane Day. And frankly, I'm going to move that up to earlier in the week. Who is waiting until after Christmas to get all up in the candy canes? The 26th is almost always a travel day for us. We're most assuredly heading home from somewhere. So I'm not sure I have a good choice for this day yet, except maybe leftover sandwich day. Wednesday, the 27th, is Fruitcake Day. And again, this is another one of those things that should, I think, be celebrated before Christmas and not after. And do we really want to celebrate it anyway because I'm just not a big fan of fruitcake? I mean, you do you. But I think I'm going to make it clean out the fridge day. And I'm going to call it Eat the Fruit Basket Day because you know someone will have given you a fruit basket for the holidays and you should really turn your attention to it before any of those fruit goes bad. Okay, I think that that should get us to the next podcast that I'm going to try to do next Wednesday to get us ready for the end of one year and the beginning of next. In the meantime, I wish for you and your family 
and your friends a peaceful holiday, however you celebrate it, whether it's full of laughing and funny stories and excellent food made by many hands, and hopefully a beautiful snowfall that blankets everything with that lovely iridescent light of a billion upon billion snowflakes, no two the same. Thank you all for your support and friendship, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.